Hi, I'm Duewa Frazier, and you're listening to episode 39 of Nerdocity Podcast. Today, my guest is poet Benita Lee Penn. She hails from Pittsburgh, and she is the managing editor of the Soul Pit Quarterly magazine. Benita received her MFA from Lesley University. Her writing has appeared in Joint Literary Magazine, Hot Metal Bridge, The Massachusetts Review, and most recently, Where We Stand Anthology. Benita is an author, and she is also a curator of monthly poetry events. I hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings, Benita. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. And how are you doing today? I'm great. Way well, great. Well, thank you for joining me on Nerdocity Podcast. We are nearing to National Poetry Month uh, in April. So it's so fitting that uh, for Women's History Month that I have a special guest, a poet such as yourself. And I also wanted to congratulate you for your poems being in the new anthology, Where We Stand, Poems of Black Resilience. Why, thank you. I'm really excited to be with such a great group of poets. Awesome. And so, Benita, I know you as the uh, author of the chapbook, Every Morning a Foot is Looking for My Neck, published by Central Square Press. You're also the managing editor of Soul Pit Quarterly, You've been very active in the poetry and literary community as a Pittsburgh poet and also a contributing poet to so many other publications, such as Solstice Literary Magazine, the Massachusetts Review, Joint Literary Magazine, Hot Metal Bridge Journal, Women's Studies Quarterly, and so many others. Can you talk to me about uh, just in this season and the recent uh, things that we've been going through through this pandemic, what has been your major focus or vision as a poet, as a creative woman? Well, to be honest with you, um, Duewa, I have not really been bothered by the, um, the COVID situation. And a lot of people have written poems about that, but I still write this, you know, the same type of things that I've always been writing. And a lot of people have said they stop writing for some reason, and I've never stopped writing at all. So I am still writing my poems. I have themes, you know, from the lenses of the Black woman, of course, how we live inside and outside our um, immediate community. There are some things that I've written about Mostly, um, I've been working on a lot of poems about our relationship to the water. Mm. I, you know, in trying to find myself, you know, we all took the DNA test and, you know, really Uh not telling us much about anything that we don't already know. Uh But, But there's still this emptiness inside. If for some reason I am drawn to the water and I can't swim. And, you know, I, I respect the ocean. I will not go in there. Mm. But, but, there <laughs> but there is just something about it. And I've talked to other, you know, Black people, and they also are drawn to the water for some reason. So I figured there's some sort of connection between us and the water. And I've been doing a little bit of research on that, working on that type of poems. 
And also, I still work on poems about the connection with the Pentecostal religion as it relates to the spiritual practices of our ancestors. Mm, so I Very been, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been very busy. And, you know, I really, and I was asked not too long ago to write a piece about, you know, Black people during the pandemic. And I'm finding it very hard because I just never paid it any mind. Got you. And I appreciate, <laughs> but you know what? I appreciate you saying that because in many of the interviews I've done, I've, you know, had it, you know, the experiences of being a creative in this pandemic run the gamut. You know, you, you know, you have some people saying it was almost like, you know, a good thing to be on lockdown because forcing you to sit at your desk or your computer and be creative and with all your ideas, you know, and then other folks, like you said, is more so like either contemplating what's going on, um, being somewhat reflective, but not necessarily creating a lot, you know, and then you have folks that were just, you know, not that I, you know, that they told me on podcasts, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just me seeing and reading about all the emergency grants uh, fundings for artists, for poets, for for writers. There's been a lot of that. And that tells me that, you know, artists were uh, impacted by this pandemic, some of whom were impacted in a negative way. Right. You know, right. financially, with housing and otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I see a lot of the funding that, that has come out for the artists, probably like, of course, in the past two years, also since the um the George Floyd you know killing mm-hmm. it seems like America's trying to wake up not really wake up but trying to act like you know like not like they like black folks but they're starting to pay attention to them right because sometimes they don't want to be seen as that like you know we don't do black people right so and it's like- terrible <laughs> that it took such a heinous heinous show of hatred in a visual a uh, manner and a manner that was on, you know, the news went viral on social media. It's a shame that it takes. It's so visible, vis- visual and visible and graphic to make some people go, oh, wow. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we are treating uh, some of our citizens unfairly. This is just outrageous. Yeah, like- You know, I mean, does it, does it really take that for you mm-hmm. to decide that certain things are just unacceptable? Yeah, you know? like yeah, like they just notice that notice that there are black people in the world. <laughs> just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Who, Benita? And you know what? And that is one of the reasons why we write and why we express and why we use we uplift and use our voices uh, for the greater good. That is true. Mm-hmm. And so you know, Benita, I always look at you like one of our uh, poetry mothers, one of our you know, poet, poet, seers, poet, griots, and have people often kind of um, looked at you in that way in terms of providing guidance, wisdom for, Mm -hmm. you know, emerging poets Mm -hmm. and for poets that are really kind of just getting started? Yeah, I've I've heard that. I've heard that. I was on a, on a reading a few months ago, a local reading here in Pittsburgh with some, um, some younger poets and usually I pop in every once in a while just to see what people are doing. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they call, what do they call me? One of the elders and, 
You know, sometimes that does bother me. But oh, um... no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say, see, that's why I didn't say elder. I just said poetry mother because a mother can be of any age. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they was like, you know, she's been doing this for a long time and you should listen to <laughs> her. I know and... you like, now, wait a minute, y'all. I haven't been with y'all that long now. Don't come on now. <laughs> I know, because I was, I was getting like a little heated. But I was like, <laughs> but it's like, let me go sit in a rocking chair someplace and die, you know? <laughs> so, like, don't know. I know they don't but, mean that like but, that. But, but yeah, that, well, that's why I didn't like really get, you know, upset. Offended, upset. right, right. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but recently I'm, I'm teaching um, a poetry class on Monday evenings. I'm soon a mad woman in the attic out of Carlo University. Mm-hmm. And most of the, well, the students are are younger than me. A couple are like the same age, but they still see me as, as like more experienced in the poetry realm. Sure. And exactly. so, so you know, they do respect the things, my experiences, and some of the things that I've learned, and and they seem to like my style of writing. So I'm. I'm oh, really yeah. appreciative when they when they when they're like really eager, like they listen to what I say. And I'm thinking like, really? It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm not because <laughs> no, because they want to get the knowledge, Benita. They want to get the knowledge that you have, um, the insight, the passion you have. You know, mm-hmm. to write about so many different um, topics mm-hmm. and and on so many mm-hmm. levels in relation to the community. And just seeing your work, I know because you're in this current anthology and, you know, people know you as um, a community um, poet and an expressive activist in the arts and all of those things. Like, I think it's really um, interesting how we all connect. It doesn't matter, you know, what region or where, where we represent from. Um, people with similar ideology and philosophy do connect. Do you do you believe that as well? Well, I do. I do because a lot of the people who I've met, like probably in the last three years, because of the um, the Zoom and a lot of online readings, mm-hmm. is I've connected with quite a few people, and I found that you know we do we do write of same thought of the same mind, maybe coming from different directions, but you know the the ultimate place to be is, you know, we're like on that same plane. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, currently do you have, um, are you working on um, a new collection? Um, Do you have anything um, in the works per se that you can kind of talk with us about and, and what you're really kind of piecing together as a poet? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thanks for asking. Um, I read well, the one thing was funny was January the 1st, you know, New Year and all that. Mm-hmm. And I took my time to open up my email because, you know, I just was taking my time that day for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, look, 2022, you took long enough to get here. And now I'm going to take my time. Yeah, you can just wait, we, for, you can you just can just wait, wait for, for me. me now. <laughs> so, so the very first email that I opened was the email from a, a small publisher that I sent the manuscript to maybe three months earlier. Mm-hmm. And they said that they, that, you know, they, they liked my, you know, the, 
the um, samples that I sent them and they were interested in my full manuscript. Wow. And of course I have a full manuscript, but it's like, you know, I'm looking at it like, okay, is it in order? Is it this? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I, I just couldn't click send. Right. So it took me just like maybe an hour or two. Cause that's the first thing I did. And then I did just send it to them. You mean in January or you mean recently? Yeah, just January. Because they said oh. it would take them about three or four months, you know, to, to, to do review what they it. to do. Right. Oh, okay, okay. And I figured if it wasn't like arranged in a good way, that that's something that can easily be changed. You know? Exactly. They can give you feedback on that, you know, editorially yeah. speaking. Yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I had it arranged. But, you know, what I see as an arrangement working may not see what an editor sees. Right, right. Because you, know. <laughs> so. you have your vision. No, I appreciate you saying that. And this is very helpful um, for emerging poets and poets that maybe have taken a break from the craft and thinking about, you know, how to pull together a submission. And right. just, you know, on that, Benita, do you have any specific tips on... Um, structure or even researching or, you know, just tips for how a poet can really pull it together to finally say, you know what, I do have something that can be submitted and I'm going to go ahead and let it go, let it out in the universe and let the, the chips fall where, where they may. Yeah, the letting goes a little hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I know it is. It is hard. I mean, to, to do the poetry thing, it's like, what poem do I start with? Mm. And I did read in my many, many Google searches of how to arrange a poetry <laughs> manuscript <laughs> that most of them did say to open with a very strong poem. Okay. And so I, but there was a strong poem. I mean, I know what I think is my strongest poem. Right. You know, and so I did open with like maybe two or three of those. Mm -hmm. And then the rest was still very good, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I closed also with some very strong poems toward the end. Mm -hmm. So, um, but but I'm but I I really haven't found like an ABC thing that okay. I, that can really follow because everybody has different ways of doing it. But isn't there a best practices though? Mm -hmm. You think for like mm -hmm. all the poets that just get like every six months they got a new book coming out, so there must be a formula. You know what I mean? Well, there is one. I haven't run across it just yet. <laughs> and, if, and if anybody out there has one, believe me, can you please send it to me? I mean, I will pay yes, for it. Yes, because Benita, I'm basically <laughs> saying, Benita, tell us. Just tell us right now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if, if the publisher sends it back and says, yes, they're going to publish it, and the arrangement was good, and then I will go through my book and see exactly how I did it. <laughs> how you did it. And then, you know, let me know, because I'm, you know, trying to figure it out myself. Yes, and I, and I will share with you, you know, because that ABC order really doesn't get it, you know. Right. No, I hear you. And like you said, there's got to be some way. See, the way we may look at it is different from how the, the publisher and the people that really, you know, they look at poems all the time and they're yeah. evaluating them constantly and thinking about what is the best arrangement, you know, for themes and structure and all of that. Right. Um, so I do think those those things are important for the poet to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. It is, it is, it is, but you know, 
when it's all in done, I was so glad to just just to click to submit and just get it out the way. It's and like, just but know, done. It's, and then are are you someone who keeps some kind of a record or a document on? Okay, these are all my submissions. You know, you put it in by date. This is who I submitted to. You know, this. You know, I mean, I I do have that. I do have that spreadsheet, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that it's um, up to date. Okay. But I do keep all my submissions in one folder. Sure. And so, you know, I can go back to the folder and see when and where I submitted something. Mm-hmm. And but, I try to do yeah. that as well. You know, sometimes I, I mm-hmm. might forget, but eventually I'll update it because I do like to go back and see, you know, was I productive in this season? Did mm-hmm. I, you know, send, send out ships or, you know, did I, could I have improved in some way, you know? Right. Yes. Cause I remember I sent something out and I was trying to be organized. So I had, to, I had a new email, you know, for, for that specifically, mm-hmm. but I forgot all about that email. <laughs> <laughs> because you know why Benita? Because it was an extra step. It was an extra step that you probably not used to, because I know if I did that girl, I would forget the email too. Yes. And, and I'm just, yeah, it was funny. And I received a phone call. And I'm like, I don't know this person or where it was from, but I said, someone said, answer the phone. Answer the phone. And so I answered it and the woman was on the phone and she says, you know, this is so-and-so from so-and-so. We sent you an email about, you know, we, we need you to proof your, you know, your poem that we want to publish. Oh, wow. And I'm saying like, what the hell, the hell where, where did this what? come from? <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, oh my God. That was you forgot new... about that email account. Yeah, that was a new email, me trying to be professional. I know, honey. And, and she, it's just... she was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Just use your regular email. Just use your regular email, <laughs> Benita, the one that you normally check, girl. I, I know what you're saying. It's just, it's sometimes that extra step yeah. that can really kind of, you know, get yeah. us. Yeah, well, you're trying to be professional, but just mm-hmm. just leave the professional to the professional. <laughs> so that was my yeah. Adventure. You just be the artist. So that yeah. was your adventure. Okay, that was it. But um, but I'm also working on. I received a um a seed fund grant a couple of weeks ago. Oh wow! Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And that's just and that's just some money to get your project off the ground. Uh huh. To to work on the full proposal and the budget and contact the people you want to work with to get it ready to you know to for me to apply for like the big time grant to get it you know to get it to the stage. Mm, and yeah. I have a, um I have a poetic um immersive type performance I want to do from one of my poems that I had that I've written, you know, last year or year before. And so I'm working on that, you know, talking to people. And then I have meetings. They they have meetings with you to show you know how to fill a proposal, what you should look for, what people want. So yeah. they're really guiding you to make sure you get that big grant that you're going through. Oh, so wow. I'm a little excited about this because this is like this takes me from like the page it takes me to the stage, but also it's with um, images and music and dance and musicians, oh, wow. you know, that mm-hmm. go along with this poem. Oh, wow. And so I'm, so I'm, I'm excited about that, even though I don't really show excitement ever mm-hmm. because I'm just not like that. But, okay. But truthfully, I am very excited about it, though. So. 
Oh, that's wonderful. And I think that's almost funny, too, because I could see you sort of with a straight face. But <laughs> yeah. you're saying, oh, I'm really excited. And it's like, come on, Benita, we, we can't see that you're excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hear yeah. it in your voice that you're you're not mm-hmm. only excited, that you're mm-hmm. proud of yourself and you should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, because, you, know. you know, we poets and writers we we're also involved in other creative sources outside of what you know our focus is right oftentimes yeah, so. i know and i appreciate you saying that you know mm-hmm. just like you know for me while i'm a writer i really enjoy the digital creation i enjoy being able to talk with other poets mm-hmm. and writers um about their process and their projects mm-hmm. um and and so all of us have different you know in- interests that connect to the writing but it's like almost like different subtopics and, and, and branches to what we uh, love to do, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So I think that's very valid. And then, you know, Benita, have you, you know, with thinking about uh, this new anthology where we stand poems of black resilience, have you ever thought about doing your own anthology um, per se uh, a women's poetry anthology or Pittsburgh women and things like that? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, okay. that every year, every year I think of that. Okay. And um, one year, in <laughs> <laughs> one year I am going to do it. Okay, well, yeah. count me in, Benita. I support you. Just let me know. <laughs> okay, thank you. I will let you know and I will I want to be on one you. of your poets now. Good. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. I got, okay. I got one. Okay. So you got one, but you got a whole lot. Mm -hmm. I know you got a whole lot of others, Mm -hmm. you know, various fans and and writer friends um, who would definitely want to be a part of anything that you're doing. Um, Um, So that would be nice. It would be really nice. I think that's, that's what's needed. So, yeah. And so Mm -hmm. uh, with March, as I mentioned, you know, uh, a few minutes ago, you know, March is women's history month and, Um, So many people are talking about uh, women's contributions. Many of us poets and writers, we pay homage every year or just on a daily basis to all of the women writers that we love and admire, whether past or present. Um, You know, so I want to ask you in your own way, how do you choose to celebrate or recognize um, Women's History Month? Hmm. Well, I am a woman, of course, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just going outside of the celebration. But, yes. <laughs> um, but also, I'm a member of um, the United Black Book Clubs of Pittsburgh. Mm. And it's not a book club, per se. It's a group of ladies who like who like literature. And we do annual um, events and so in March. Um, for for Women's History Month, I do a program called the Women Gather, mm. and every year I choose a um, a black woman creative to to discuss to discuss you know and to also we do work, we do writing prompts. I love writing prompts. I love giving to those people. But, oh, those um, are great. Mm-hmm. But 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 I um I just bring the awareness of the <clears throat> the excellence of the black women writers. So this year, um, it's supposed to be this month, but the library that we have it at um, 
close down some of the rooms. And so I have to do it like in April, the first Saturday in April. Oh, okay. So, uh-huh. yeah. So we're talking about, so I will be talking about, you know, black women healing themselves. Mm. So we'll be talking about that. Um, a couple of books from Bell Hooks. Oh, yes. And Very also, important. Yes. And also a book called Black Imagination. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I, is that for book two? Are you in a part of that as well? N- no, I'm not. I'm just okay. thinking like, how did they not ask me to be in this book? Right. But I'm- <laughs> I know I'm not. Now let's see the pet. The it's not the. I'm not in the first one, but I'm supposed to be in the second one. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm just kind of waiting on the mm-hmm. announcement. You know, on when it's released. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I got that one, and girl, it was just like, it it was heartbreaking. Why? Was, why did you say that? Um, because I ran across somebody who said that they never ever felt safe. What? So, um, Benita, so talk to me now about this this new anthology. This is Where We Stand, Poems of Black Resilience. It is a beautiful book. It's almost mm-hmm. like a it's an anthology. But like if I were a student, I would love this book because it like looks like a workbook almost like you can just flip through the pages and they're so glossy and there's like mm-hmm. photographs in them and and everyone's, you know, um, everyone has their pages that are named after, you know, the poets that are in the pages. Um, and so how did you come to be a part of the anthology? Well, um, Enzo, who was one of the, um, the editors, um, had sent, uh, someone who works with him sent me a, um, an email. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're coming out with this anthology, you know, would you like to submit, you know, and gave me, you know, the theme of it. And then I, I submitted a f- two. Yeah, I think you said two or four. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but they picked two. So I did send it. And I thought that the thing <clears throat> where we stand poems of black resistance. And I'm, of course, if you <clears throat> if you do know a lot of the things that I write, sometimes it seems like I may be stuck in the, um, the black arts movement with some. Oh, I don't think that. No, (laughs) I don't think that at all. Uh -uh. Well, I, well, I do draw on that because I still, I still think that what they wrote about was very relevant to this day. Exactly. Because we haven't moved anywhere. We haven't, we haven't learned that lesson yet to, to really, resist in a way that makes changes you know people yeah yeah, people may argue (laughs) with me with that but it's like I just no argument here (laughs) Benita at all (laughs) yeah so I was like I was like really you know honored that they did choose my poems Mm -hmm. and I feel really honored to be with all of these poets and many of some of them that I know Exactly. To be you part got, of this. I'm telling you, you got everybody A mm-hmm. to Z of poets, many of them, uh, you know, Shauna, mm-hmm. Dr. Shauna Morgan, you got Dr. Tony Medina, mm-hmm. you have True Thomas, Brian Gilmore, Fred Joyner, uh, mm-hmm. wonderful poets. Um, yeah. you know, as you mentioned, Enzo, who is one of the editors, uh, Venus mm-hmm. uh, Thrash, uh, May She Rest in Power, Peace and Poetry. Right. Uh, she's in mm-hmm. here, you know, Brandon mm-hmm. Johnston. Uh, Johnson, Derek Weston Brown, mm-hmm. Terry Ellen Cross Davis, uh, mm-hmm. so many wonderful poets, Cedric Tillman, and on and on. And of mm-hmm. course, uh, Benita Lee Penn. Yeah. So, you know, Naomi Ayala, <laughs> I, I want to mention Naomi. She, she um, you know, a lot of these wonderful poets, folks who 
Um, I've um, interviewed and have been uh, featured on Nerdocity. So, you know, it's kind of like all in the poetry family. Yes. And, and I, I just like really, it's like, it is a family. It mm -hmm. is a family. And I'm just, and I'm just like geeked to be with all of them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> For lack of exactly. a better word. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. What a blessing, you mm. know, and truth. Thomas is doing amazing work. So proud of him uh, with Cherry Castle Publishing as he continues to uplift uh, poetic voices, uh, Black poets, diverse poets, and certainly a wonderful uh, publication. Yes, it is. Because I remember Truth when he was doing the, um, the, skinny, the skinny Poem Journal. Uh -huh. And I remember one Sunday years and years ago, I said, let me just see if I can write a skinny, skinny poem. <laughs> and you know, and I wrote it. Spent all summer, you know, all the, Sunday morning doing it because it was fun. Okay. And then I sent it in, and then like within minutes, he sent it back saying, "Um, you know, it's, you know, something about it wasn't right. It wasn't a big thing. Okay. But there was something that I had missed. Okay. And so I said, "Oh, okay, 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 okay." And so you know, I fixed it. <laughs> Oh, you and, did? okay, you and, fixed it. Yeah, and I All sent right. it back, and he published it. So you know, it was oh, like, wow. like respect, dude. You know, right? I mean, you know, he just didn't say no. This, you know, sorry, not this time. At but least he, he didn't just cold reject you. <laughs> he actually <laughs> gave you a chance to, you know, kind of revise it and work with it. You yeah, know? yeah. So. And I was just like, I, you know, I respect that. I was just like, why? Well, thank you. You know, thank you. You know. Yeah. So and I, was, I know mm -hmm. uh, that was just a really nice Sunday morning that I spent. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. that's great. And so, Benita, can you talk to me about um, the poems that you chose to submit um, and, and which are a part of this uh, mm -hmm. new anthology? Okay. Okay. Well, my first poem that um, is called The Eleventh Hour Manifesto, and that is on page one, two, three. I okay. said, wow, I must, that must be something. Wow, 123, um, <laughs> yes, 123. Yeah, and, I, um, and it's funny, this poem came out with a, um, I wrote this poem and another poem like at the same time. How could you write a poem? That makes a difference. That, yeah, that, that would be okay. so dangerous that, you know, that people would be like, oh my gosh. Okay, I yeah. see what you're saying. The, meta the <laughs> yeah. metaphor is well taken, Benita. Yes. Hello, anyone out there, we are saying it is a metaphor. They already know me, so it's like, <laughs> like she, they say she stay talking stuff. <laughs> okay, so Benita is a poet with the dangerous poem. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call you now, dangerous poet. Hey, it'll be Here good she comes. Trouble. I'm too old. <laughs> I can't be okay. doing it. But, uh, but, so, that's, but that's what I thought of when I wrote this piece. And the piece is, um, for real, she says, I will not leave my country. And the mm -hmm. thing is, even though this country that we live in right now, that we were born and raised in right now, mm -hmm. is, is all of this chaos. Right. It, it's been this way since forever, okay? Mm -hmm. So we just can't say it's been this way since country. That it just started, right? Yeah. Right, right. And so it's like, even though all this stuff has happened. This is still my country. That is, yes, indeed. So, you know, I want to write a piece that, that said that, that even okay. though all of this is going on, this is still my country. Because, mm, you know, mm -hmm. you've had people tell you, go back where you come from. That well, is true. Well, you need to go back too. 
Right. You know, it's just like, it's like this. <laughs> and I can hear you saying that for real too. Oh, really? It's, well, you need to go back where you came from then. Yeah. Because, you know, this is our country. You're right. And so, you know, we just have. And it's upon us actually for the people who, then if this is, and the same for them, if right. this is your country and you want it to be here, you want it to remain, you want it to be a certain way, and you have to work to fix the problems as well. It's right. not just our problem. Right. Because, you know, it's not, it's not the person who's saying, hey, I'm, I feel that I'm being uh, not treated equally. It, it, it's, that is the most ignorant thing to tell the person who feels victimized to get out. You got right. a problem, you don't like it, get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> How ignorant is that? Yes, because we, we are all, we're all accountable for this in different ways. Yes, exactly. So, yes. So, there you yeah. go. And so, and then what about the next poem, Benita? Mm-hmm. How, how do you find um, the theme for the next mm-hmm. poem also? Okay. Um, the next one, a political act, absolutely. Mm. Now, of course, I was inspired by a scene in the um, Black Power mixtape of mm. Ange- Angela Davis trial. Mm-hmm. And I remember she was, I, I can't exactly remember. I should have looked it up before I said it. But anyways, she was coming out into the, um, into the courtroom and someone asked her a question. Mm-hmm. And she said, absolutely. In the way that she said it, you know, her facial expression, the tone of her voice and the, like the slight smile that she gave that you know that the word absolutely meant something mm. more than absolutely. Right. You right. Know? And so that, and so that were, um, that's where that came from. You know, it's, it's as though, you know, like sometimes we, people think that black women take up too much space, mm. especially we're out in the public. Cause you know, the way we dress our hair, the way mm-hmm. we talk, we dance, we laugh, we sing, we cry. We just be like regular people. Mm-hmm. But, but they, you know, they feel that they feel intimidated by the freeness that we have of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, <clears throat> we can't, you know, we can't, we can't let that keep on going on. You know, that's not our issue. Yeah. But yeah, but it's just what people try to take away that. Sure. That's and I, and I do understand that. Well, Benita, please do. Please grace us um, with your poetic words and your vibrations. Uh, And first share uh, the 11th hour manifesto for Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the funny thing also about this piece, um, after after this was written, of course, um, months and months, um, the very first time I heard an old song by um, Gary Clark Jr. called Mm -hmm. This Land. Mm. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, that is my poem. Mm. I mean, because, you know, he's telling in the, po- in, the in his song. Right. That, you know, somebody's upset because he bought all this land. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say who or what, mm-hmm. but they were upset and telling him to go back where he came from. Mm. And he's, you know, in a poem, he says, you know, I am America's son. This is my land, too. So, mm. Mm. so that mm. also fit in with that, you know. Yes. It's just different ways that, you know, this this is my land too. So okay, let's see here. The eleventh hour manifesto. You don't, you don't, you don't want to hear the words, the words don't want to hear. Listen to the flesh. Release, release. And the rock 
rock the mothers hold onto dead bodies like an award. This country, this country celebrates war, always celebrates its wars. Even the declared war on war on let my people go. We call it the hundred year war but it is a 300 plus year. It is the everyday war. This country, this country, and its wars and its hate and its hate and its wars and its hates. This country is ignorance. This country, this country tis of thee, where we live, where we can't breathe, where we can't job, where we can't wear our natural hair, speak our natural language. This country, this country filled with poems that sigh, I, of hashtag say their name, that shade of hashtag Black Lives Matter, this country filled with dark matter, this country, our country, this is my country. Yes. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that. You know I have to snap for that because you bring in the soul. <laughs> yep. I mean, this all is of soul. that. Yeah. Soul poetry. Yes. This, Thank this, you. Is, this is our country. And again, for our audience, um, Benita Lee Penn just read her poem from the new anthology, Where We Stand, Poems of Black Resilience, edited by Melanie Henderson, Enzo Cylon Surin, and Truth Thomas. And Benita Lee Penn is one of the poet contributors. Okay, and so Benita, will you please also read a political act? Absolutely. Okay. An MP body of African women in America, regiments of hips and waist beads, a freed movement, an oscillation of what seems to be an all out assault on all spaces, white spaces. Tsunami are we when we breathe, when we breathe, when we walk on by, with our mouths open all out loud, all loud, fierce, fearless the way Angela says the word, absolutely, with a smile, we know. When we speak, it is water falls up and out between gap teeth like mercury, then gathers itself up, and we speak loudly. Absolutely, we do, motherfuckers. The scent of our sweat collects at our feet, creates pools of mysteriously ancient things, of some things threatening as though we could bend metal bars, shape shift deflect bullets and bullshit, dance on water, or take off in flight. Wow. That, now that was a funk poem, Benita. <laughs> <laughs> we had to categorize this in music. This is funk right here. What do you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> when you said all out loud, and just the rhythm, there is a rhythm in this poem. There's a rhythm mm -hmm. in all of your poems mm -hmm. that is very, you know, you, there is a musicality mm -hmm. to the background of 
the words that you're saying, the, the, the tone of your voice, the vibration of your voice. And so is that intentional on your part when you're creating the poems? Um, not until I, not until I'm finished. Like either when I read them back to myself and sometimes I hear the music, sometimes I hear a rhythm but lots of time it, that does not happen until I um, speak them out loud. Uh. And believe me, this this wasn't something that I that I was born with. I mean, I was born to, to be a poet, of course. Yes, um, that's my natural talent. But to read a poem like I do now, it it took a lot of years for me to get to this point. Because before I would just read it like you know A B C D E F G H I J K. You know, and then when I start like really, I think when I really grew into into what I'm writing, and I'm like like I'm really into it. I'm really like it's, it's really important to me. And I've been around other poets also. I listen to how you know how they read. You know, so right. all some of some of that has you know has rubbed off on me. But it's like I enjoy eating the words that I'm saying. And so, like, it just tastes so good in my mouth that when I say it out loud, it's just like, ooh, wow, yes, ooh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, right. it's it just, you know, it just comes out that way. Yes. So and you are expressing joy. Wouldn't you say this is a part of mm -hmm. your joy? Mm -hmm. Yes, it um, is. It is. It is. Yes. Yeah. Because even though the poem itself may not be, like, a joyful thing, but right. it is. But people, they, they say, you know, how... Aren't you exhausted after you read such poems? And I'm thinking like, this is a joy to read, to share this with other people. Exactly. Because these voices need to be heard and they're so happy, mm -hmm. you know, to be heard. So, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, it's, I mean, I just really like it. <laughs> indeed, yeah. indeed. And uh, Benita, do you have any other pieces that you like to read uh, for us on the podcast? I do have another piece, which is a little bit different coming from me. Oh, as I said, <laughs> as, I said <laughs> as I said earlier, you know, I'm working on the water piece and all that. But uh -huh. also, you there are times that you do think about your own mortality, mm -hmm. and a lot of times, everybody's not ready to die. Not, not because they have something else to do, but they just don't know what's going on when they die. Right. I, mean, I, I just think that's a natural thing. Like my mom, she's, you know, she's Pentecostal and she's at peace, you know, when she, you know, whenever she happens to die. Uh -huh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I believe, you know, I believe in all that, but I just, I'm just not ready. It's like, I, I, I have to be ready to die. <laughs> you uh -huh. know? Not like I have a choice, but. But it, wow. it's, it's just something that's just, it's not scary, but it's just like, I think I want to die like some kind of ritual going on, you know. Okay, so you're already planning the means or the ways and the, the yeah, well, environment. Yeah, well, Girl, this piece, this piece will tell you. I mean, when I wrote, when I wrote this piece, I was at peace with myself. Okay. But this this is a whole nother day though today, you know. Okay. <laughs> Got you. So you're saying you're in a different place today. However, when you wrote the piece, yeah. you were in one mindset. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, you know, maybe I, maybe I will be at peace, but that's, you know, we're just human. 
But exactly. This, but this piece is called, this was um, published in um, Tank, Tank, Tank magazine. Oh, yes. I've heard of uh, Tank. Now, that mm-hmm. is a new, is that a new publication? Um, I think it just started out, yeah. Yeah, because, okay, okay yeah, because I got an email for them, too, in January. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. I knew there was, I knew there was something else going on in January. It's good. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, but this one is called Death Doula Song. Mm-hmm. Okay, we know all about the birth doulas, but yes. I read I read about the death doula in the New York Times Magazine article, and I thought, "Wow, I can die like this." But I, oh my goodness! <laughs> but but here but here's this piece. Um, I add just um, a little epigraph in the in the in the front, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's from Merriman Artil Artil. She's a death doula. Okay. Dying has become foreign to us and is having some devastating effects because we don't know what death looks like and what it sounds like, what it feels like. It has given rise to a lot of fear and anxiety. Okay, here we go. Death. We know it is an unknown but confirmed destiny. But if I could, let me be ready. I will want my going home met with joy, with goodbye to this life and hello to home, with drums, with songs, with doulas that bring life into this world, with warmth and guides you out with as much warmth. Light the scented candles, fill the room with flowers and plants that emit fresh air. Fill the room with homes, with music from the desert, from the forest, from the mountains, from the jungle, from the west to the north to the east to the southern hemispheres, from the Kong Creek streets, from the green grassy yards. Let the thunder and lightning sing the course of my earthly life. Let the moon and sun carry me home, rub my body with my favorite scented oils, massage my face, my arms, my neck, my legs, this ritual. Loudly speak louds from my favorite poems, speak loudly lines of my poems that were my favorites. Words spoken out of mouths of family, friends to soothe my soul. Speak of this better place, a place of no pain, a place of peace, a place of safety, a place where happiness jumps excitedly to greet me, a place where my language is that of all my ancestors. Finally, a place where I understand the songs coming off the waves of the Atlantic. Whisper to me what will be found in this paradise. The treasure that will be mine, you need to know so you too will be happy. Face me towards the sun. Let my wrapped body find home in the sun's warmth. Allow the sins of my life to disintegrate out an open window as the sage burns, scent of my mother's fresh-baked cinnamon buns. This is not a death trip, but a pilgrimage to the promised land. That place I was promised, send me on my death wrap, 
of silks and soft cotton dyes in shades of purple, orange, yellow, and indigo, wrapped me from my head to toe with cotton tassels tied at the head, waist, and feet, let the hums of the world of the end of life doula weaves with yours sing me to that beautiful beautiful place wow yeah. a yeah. new a totally new theme <laughs> that i've um i have not encountered however uh i thought it was very lovely the imagery and the storytelling in this poem mm -hmm. um you really do bring the whole the piece of that contentment making peace as you mentioned right. um into you know into one's mind you know mm -hmm. about this topic yeah 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 and this and this is written in a prose in a prose format also oh so, okay yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and I could really feel that as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you know Benita what else do you have uh in store what's coming up for you that you're looking mm -hmm. forward to well, I'm looking forward to hearing back from that publisher, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I know. That's going to be some good news. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to, of course, to um, to to new writing poems that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I have a, a couple of chat books that I have ideals and I have a um, few poems already ready for that. Okay. And but, did you um, say chat books? The yes. Chat books? Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. But um. But I'm really excited about those too. Yeah. Oh, that's really. And nice. I'm I'm still excited about um my my poetic performance piece that I'm going to be working on. Yeah, and that oh, of course, wow. like as you know that I mentioned that earlier, that dives into the um to the black church. Okay. And Pentecostal, so, yeah. Pentecostal. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so. Now, now Pittsburgh was the home of uh, August Wilson. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And do you connect with, uh, do you uh, foresee any, uh, you know, theater uh, projects uh, in relation to your poems? You know, just knowing that you're right there in the heart of where, you know, August Wilson was from. Well, I know I've been invited. Um, we have, what is it called? The book festival mm -hmm. coming up May. Oh, okay. It's on, it's on one of the May Saturday. I think it's May the 14th, maybe, or the 12th. Uh-huh. I'm not good with um, dates, but it's a Saturday in May. It's all oh, day. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And, um, and they're having poetry readings at the August Wilson house that is being re, um, you know, redone up on the hill when he, where he lived at, of course. Oh, it's nice. His house, his house. Yeah. right, yeah. right. And so I was invited to be one of the poets to, to take place in the reading up there. Oh, that's fantastic. So yeah, so you uh -huh. know, we're in and I'm also I'm also working on a project for for another committee that I'm on. Mm -hmm. Um it has the Hill District also. We're working on a digital tour. Um Oh, nice. So we're working on having um, the locations of all of his plays on part of this digital tour also. Mm. That that'll be very nice, especially mm -hmm. I can really see that being, you know, really great mm -hmm. for like the K to twelve schools. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, you know, the colleges is so good for the youth to know about that history and you know the contributions of August Wilson. Yes, and it's just it's just like I don't even live up I don't even live up on the hill, mm -hmm. but you know, but any place that they're having like 
um, some art and culture going on, uh-huh. you know, I'm there. Yeah. So, so we're really excited about this project that we're doing. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. And so Benita, tell us where we can uh, first tell us um, where can we uh, continue to support and pick up copies of where we stand poems of black resilience, uh, a project, a wonderful anthology that you are a contributor to. Okay, I know you can pick it up at um, the Cherry Castle Publishing website. Okay, uh-huh. and that's Cherry Castle Publishing's uh, website. Uh-huh. Okay, cherrycastlepublishing.com. Right. Okay, and then also, how about your books, mm-hmm. uh, Benita? Where can we find uh, your chapbooks and your recent uh, books um, that we can support? Well, the only chapbook I have out, you can get, you can get that on Amazon. Or you can go to Central Square Press and buy it, you know, from the press. Okay. And that, that is Central Square Press, you know, dot com. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, Benita, where can we continue to follow you and keep up uh, with everything you're doing in the poetry world in terms mm-hmm. of your social media? Um, Facebook. Okay. And I, and I do use my real name on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) not dangerous poet so that would be Benita Penn (laughs) yeah so you can go Bonita Lee Penn you know I'm on Facebook and also on Instagram my real name and um also on Twitter which is the right is is it the writing pen or writing pen I think it's the writing pen. Okay. E E N N. Right uh-huh. on Twitter, because I've tw- I I think we've tweeted each other recently. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you yeah so you can find it there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I because I I'm on Facebook you know quite often probably too much you know. But... <laughs> well, you got to stay involved with what's happening <laughs> with the poets though. I know. Right? I yeah. know. I know. It's just a great way to communicate with each other. So, yes. Exactly. Yes. Well, Benita, thank you so much. It's been a joy mm-hmm. to talk with you again. Uh, we last talked and uh, heard you read uh, earlier uh, mm-hmm. last summer, you know, for Summer of the mm-hmm. Word uh, with Nerdosity. So it was great to see that you have some new work out mm-hmm. in this wonderful anthology. Mm-hmm. And I know that we'll continue to stay in touch and I hope you'll continue to let me know um, all of what you are doing and what, what's coming up for you. Well, thank you, Dualway. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I'm just really all, all I give you that I don't like this, you know, I'm always so excited to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when I, you know, I can just talk all night about writing or the things oh, I yes. like or the things I'm going to do. You know, but I'm just going to leave all that, you know, surprise, you know. Exactly. And and then again, if I don't do it, can nobody say, you know, what happened? What happened to that? (laughs) You said you were going to, girl, I know. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. So the poet is in the lab and that's all that that needs to be said. That is it. But, you know, but it's, it's it's just great to talk to you as always. You know, thank you so much for always being such a great supporter. you were just listening to episode 39 of Nerdocity Podcast. We're celebrating Women's History Month and actually we're celebrating diverse women's voices all season. Thanks to Benita Lee Penn for featuring and sharing her new poetry. You can pick up one of Benita's books 
the title every morning a foot is looking for my neck online you can also pick up a copy of the new anthology where we stand at cherrycastlepublishing.com i hope you'll follow nerdosity on instagram at nerdosity podcast tweet me and follow nerdosity on twitter at nerdositypod1 if you're looking to support the podcast feel free to give a small donation by visiting anchor.fm slash support slash do Frazier or by sending to paypal.me slash do world. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.